AMA50KFUO. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and wherever you get your podcasts, including this segment we're about to go into here, uh, you can find those anywhere. Just search out KFUO Radio where you get your podcast. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our Moment for the Family with Dr. Mary Mann Simon. Hi, Mary. Hi, Gary. One of the big takeaways from the pandemic is the importance of mental health. This is an issue that won't leave when COVID finally goes away. No, and that's good. Every day, each of us manages a range of emotions, from negative to positive and in between. Sometimes we think of Jesus as a mild-mannered, kindly uncle, always talking quietly, but he had a range of emotions. He was so mad, he flipped over tables in the temple, and he was sad and cried. He was frustrated when the disciples kept away the children. Jesus experienced the same range of emotions that we feel. We've felt everything in the last couple of years, frustration with protocols, anger at COVID, relief, we didn't get sick, sadness for times, and experiences that can never be regained. Terms like mindfulness, burnout, anxiety are part of the conversation. We felt them all. And children have too. That's why we need to recognize that learning self-regulation or how to manage those feelings begins in early childhood. It's okay to talk about feel-good emotions or feelings that are positive. I mean, it's easy to talk about being happy, but I think we all tend to shy away from the negatives. There are reasons we do that, Gary. As parents, we don't want our child to feel bad or experience the negative. That makes sense. We want the best for our kids. Watching a two-year-old throw a fit or a three-year-old bite a playmate is not fun for us or our children. So we often respond by rushing to the rescue. I take it that's not a good idea. No, it isn't. You might call it emotional helicoptering. By minimizing the emotion or not facing the underlying problem, we don't help a child learn how to manage that feeling. And that should be the ultimate goal. Absolutely. Kids have big emotions. They are intense when expressing how they feel. They need to learn how to manage the frustration or the anger or impatience and everything else. How do you begin? We start with ourselves, Gary. In previous podcasts and discussions, you've said that feelings aren't right or wrong. They simply are. That's still true. We can't be afraid of emotions, and that's for starters. Second, we need to recognize that negative and positive feelings can coexist. A child can feel desperate and confident or irritated and creative at the same time. Sounds like a complicated mess. So what do you say when that toddler reaches out to chomp down on somebody's arm? <laughs> you say, you can feel angry. That's okay. It's not okay to hurt someone. After that, we help a child channel that feeling. We had a tetherball installed in concrete in our backyard to help one of our daughters deal with anger. So she could just bang away on the ball when she was mad. Exactly. Or she could pump really high on the swing, or pound the Play-Doh, or dig deep holes in the sandbox. She had to learn to face the anger and then cope in appropriate ways. I think all of us are still dealing with the pent-up negative feelings from the last two years. 
And that's exactly why mental health continues to be in the news every day. And thanks for keeping mental health at the top of our minds as well, Mary. You're welcome. We are The Messenger, KFUO Radio.